1: Let's do our uh, scripture prayer prompters. The first one being Jeremiah 31.3. Uh, again, even if you don't remember every word of this scripture, at least you have an understanding and you, are, you can say them in your own words. When you have an understanding of something, you, know, you don't have to memorize them. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, when, when we were students in school, if you cramp up something, you memorize something and you just forget a part of it, the whole thing just, <laughs> you are messed up. Then you get confused because you just forgot a bit of, of the whole thing. But if you understand it, if you understand it, no matter how the question is, you know, designed or put across to you, no matter how the question is uh, put out, phrased, you we get it you know they change some figures they change some numbers there because you understand you are always you are always able to retrieve you are able to you know say something you are able to give an answer because you understand so it's very important that we understand and may the lord give us understanding in the name of jesus that we are able to internalize you know the, the, the this scripture become personal to us becomes internal within us uh, so that we are able to use them wherever or whenever we need them. In Jesus' name, amen. So this first one is Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Therefore, with what? With loving kindness, with compassion, with compassion, everlasting love. You know, uh, produces compassion, produces everlasting compassion. Say, I have the Lord appeared to me. May the Lord open your heart, open your eyes, give you a vision of His everlasting love in the name of Jesus. May you experience His loving kindness. May you be drawn, may you feel His loving kindness drawing you. Drawing you closer and closer to himself. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. These are the ways you use uh, these scriptures to pray. Hallelujah. Let me see. Hallelujah. Your everlasting love. Let me feel your loving kindness. May I be drawn by your loving kindness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The next one is. Psalm 145, verse 8. Psalm 145, verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. Psalm 145, verse 8. Hallelujah. Mm. Full of compassion. Full of compassion. Mm. Lord, may I be like you. Fill me up with your compassion. May I be slow to anger. Hallelujah. Lord, let your mercy lift me up. May I be lifted up, be exalted by your mercy. I humble myself under your mighty hands. May you lift me up in your mercy, in the name of Jesus. When you use scriptures to pray, you get better understanding of the scripture that you are using to pray and better understanding of other scriptures. You are even able to commit these uh, to memory and able to internalize them as you use them to pray. So I encourage you to Learn to use the scriptures to pray. And the next one is Lamentations 3. Lamentations 3, 20 to 23. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. If the Lord were to mark iniquity, who can stand before him? If the Lord were to mark sins. Who can stand before him? But within there is forgiveness that he may be feared. Lord, with you there is forgiveness. With you there is compassion. And because of that, we bow, we submit unto you in the name of Jesus. We will not take your kindness for granted. Lord, we will not abuse your, your kindness and your compassion. But instead, we will submit to you, in the name of Jesus. We will fear you, hallelujah. We will love you, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, hallelujah. God's compassion and passion. God's passion and compassion for his people. God's passion and compassion for his people. And that is, God's passion and compassion for you. For his people, it means for you. And would you say, God's passion and compassion for me What does that mean? It means God loves you intensely. Because compassion is extreme emotion, extreme feeling, great feeling, strong feeling. If the feeling is not strong, it doesn't amount to passion. So God has a great feeling for you. A great feeling for you. And because he feels strongly about you, he thinks about you. He thinks about you. God remembers you. All the time. Never forget this. The end purpose of divine passion is compassion. The end purpose of divine passion is compassion. The kind of compassion that engenders salvation. The kind of compassion that leads to salvation. You say, God is not slow as men can't slowness. But his long suffering is compassionate. So what Not willing that any man should perish, but that every man should come to repentance. So God's compassion, the scriptures say leads us to salvation, leads us to salvation. So the end purpose of God's passion for you is compassion, the kind of compassion that engenders, that produces salvation. So when God, you know, loves you, shows love and kindness and overlooks And, um, you know, just let it go. It's not that he doesn't know. When the children of Israel misbehaved over and over and over and over again in the wilderness, did he stop being kind to them? No, he continued to be kind to them. He continued to give them food. He continued to give them, you know, covering. He continued to protect them. He continued to do it. Not because he was not aware of what they were doing, but because he wanted them to see that he loved them. He wanted them to to be saved. So let's not take God's compassion, God's kindness for granted and uh, abuse it. There is this scripture in Isaiah 49 that we have looked at a number of times now, and it's so powerful. It describes human compassion and compares it to divine compassion. It's in Isaiah 49 from verse 14. Isaiah 49 verses 14 to 16 says, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman, God now says, Can a woman forget a nursing child, and not have compassion on the son of a womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. That verse 14, that verse 14, Zion said, maybe you are saying the same thing. Or maybe, you know, you are thinking the same thing, even if you are not saying it. That's what you're thinking. The Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. I'm being ignored. The Lord is big and busy. He's big and busy, you know, he's big and busy. And I am little and of no value to him. I'm little, the Lord is big, he's busy, you know, very busy, but I'm little and of no value to him, so he pays me no attention. That's what the people of God are saying here. That's what they are expressing. The Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. And God is saying, can a woman forget a sucking child? I am like a mother who won't forget a nursing baby. You see, your earthly mother may forget you when you are bigger and older. But the Lord says, you will always be my child, no matter your age. To your old age, I will carry you, the scripture says. To your old age, I will carry you. God is saying to you, I cannot forget you, never. I cannot forget you, never. See, our human mind, our human mind has a tendency to equate power or greatness to roughness and harshness. We always think that because somebody is big and powerful, they are also rough and harsh that we don't even want to come close to them. We think that they don't care. We think that they don't have time for us because we are so little compared to them. But you see, God is great and powerful, but he is also humble and gentle. God is great and powerful, but he is also humble and gentle. Meaning compassionate. When you think of compassion, you think of gentleness. You think of kindness. You think of humbleness. You think of forgiveness. So God is great. He's great. He's powerful. But at the same time, is humble and gentle. Isaiah 40, 10 to 12. Isaiah 40, 10 to 12. There's a very descriptive scripture that I would like you to pay attention to so that you can get this picture. It's very important that you get this picture. Isaiah 40, 10 to 12. Behold, the Lord shall come with a strong hand. The Lord is coming with a strong hand. Think of a strong hand. And his arm shall rule for him. It says, Behold, the Lord shall come with a strong hand. And his arm shall rule for him. So you think of a ruling hand. That's a strong hand. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. So he does things with his arm. He does work with his arm. Verse 11 says, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. And verse 12 now says, no, with those hands that God has, He measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. Wow, that's a big hand there. A big hand that can measure the waters of the seas. Just in the palms, in the hollow of his hands. So those palms are big, you know, very strong, very large. Even measured the the heaven with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. Wow.